All right, we're on. Glenn Mills, welcome to my podcast, my friend. How are you? Thank you. It's great to be here. Good to see you. All good. Good to see you. Good to see yeah. you. Now, listen, people around the world know you for Go Swim, Go Swim TV. Um, what was the, the genesis of this? You know, where, when did it start? How did it start? Why did it start? So when I was a swimmer, um, I was on a couple of Ernie McGlishko's videos. Mm-hmm. And um, so I did some stroke film as an athlete. And I remember I got the um, I got the uh, the video and it had all these lines and graphs and charts and things on it. And mm-hmm. to me as a swimmer, it didn't speak to me. I didn't understand it. And so uh, when I started to coach, uh, gosh, probably in the late 80s, uh, I had bought a sharp view cam. And I was coaching at Cleveland State University and there was an underwater window. You had to go down this spiral staircase. And the view cam was the first camera that had a screen on the back of it. And I would go down, uh, down these stairs at Cleveland state and I would film the swimmers coming in. And then when they'd go down, I'd run back up. And by the time they got back, I'd have it queued up and I would turn it around and show it to them. And so at the end of, in the late eighties, I was using video feedback to teach athletes, um, you know, how to, how to think about their strokes. Because mm-hmm. I, I always pictured things more from an artistic standpoint than from a scientific standpoint, which is why what we're doing now is uh, so different for me. But when we started making the videos, it was really to try to communicate what the athletes felt. And so it's been over 20 years now. And uh, I had gotten into teaching more than coaching because I realized that uh, I didn't know how to teach people how to swim. And so when I started to coach, I coached the way I finished my career with Denny Persley and, and Jay Fitzgerald and Don Gambrell. So I was basically giving my athletes like 20 K a day and mm-hmm. hoping that they figured it out <laughs> and they didn't, they didn't figure it out. Um, so I got into teaching to really kind of teach myself how to, how to explain things to people, which then developed into um, video production, which then my first athlete ever, uh, for Go Swim was Dave Deniston. Mm. And so uh, Dave, Dave and I got to be friends because I did a clinic down at Auburn and he and I just hit it off. And so he was really kind of the start of the whole thing. And so I don't know if people understand that the way the videos were made initially is that I would talk to Davo and say, you know, what are the things that you, that make you special? What are the things that you do? And so he had to give me six different points. And what we did was we kind of illustrated those points. We used his voice, we used his, his meaning, his, uh, like what he felt inside, what made him great. And so we would then produce the videos and say, okay, these are the six points. So if you're a swimmer, think of one of these things each day on top of what your coach tells you. Always listen to your coach first, but then do one extra thing. And so we would try to you know, use the athlete to tell us what they thought about mm. and so it's always been done like that and i think people think uh, might have thought that it was my interpretation of somebody but it wasn't ever that like that it was what i learned from them mm. um you know even coming down when when you were at auburn and working with bruno and um you know seeing what what bruno feels he does and and what he focuses on what he thinks about um and I think the real eye opener for me was my first, um, one of the first big athletes was Jeff Rouse. And so Olympic champion, world record holder in the hundred back. 
And then, I don't know, maybe five years later, I had an opportunity to work with Aaron Pearsall. And mm -hmm. I thought it was the first time I'd worked with the same world record holder, Olympic champion in the same event. And I thought, well, this is just going to be the same thing. And that's when I realized how different people were uh, because there couldn't be two athletes that are more different than Jeff Rouse and Aaron Pearsall. And that really started opening things up from a standpoint of teaching and making people aware that there are a ton of different ways to find the answer. Um, but you have to search for it. You got to be a part of it. You can't just go out and look at a video and say, I'm going to do that. Or you can't watch mm. someone on, on the Olympics and say, well, I'm going to do that. Um, mm. I, mm. I did a, I did a, a zoom meeting a couple weeks ago and I talked, it was about freestyle and talk about how you teach never cross over the center line. And mm. I, I like, I like in the, in the, in the zoom meetings to be very sure of this is the only way to do something that you never teach anyone to vary this. And then I pulled up Bruno's video and showed his left hand crossing over. And I said, this is why you never have rules. You have mm. guidelines, mm. but someone will go break your rule, win an Olympic medal and make you look like an idiot. Yeah. Really good point, actually. Really good point. And, and I've had criticism you know, from people with, with this podcast that we're talking to right now, where people say, Brett, you, you gen, you're very general all the time. You're never specific. You never tell us exactly what to do. And it's because, because everybody I talk to is different and every, everyone's unique and everybody's got their own journey and everyone's got their own technique and everyone's got their own style. And I can't just say, Hey, this is freestyle. Okay. And you just go and do that. And that, that'll make you better. Now there are, like you said, there are, there are rules within rules, I guess, where it's like, okay, in terms of streamlining, there are things mm -hmm. that you can do to streamline better for sure, right? And we can talk in generalizations, but I can't give you specifics because I don't know your height, your weight, your length, your, you know, what, what are your strengths, your weaknesses. So I, I do tend to be general uh, a lot of the time and until I'm talking to someone very specific and we dig into their technique and stroke and then we can we can kind of look at it from that and that's what i've always loved about go swim is, is you've taken that approach and and haven't tried to say this is the one way to swim breaststroke this is the one way to swim fly it's it's an analysis of a thought pattern of of dave deniston and jeff rouse and you know aaron pearsall and and then you know taking what you can from that and saying well how could i apply some of those principles to what i'm doing maybe right uh, that's absolutely it. You know, we have we have fairly decent uh, following on socials, and so I get questions all the time. What should I do? Mm -hmm. uh, and I have the same answer every time. I don't know. Mm. I, I don't know. I don't know you. I don't know your physiology. I don't know your background. I don't know your mental maturity from swimming standpoint. Mm -hmm. um, and then I usually get a response back that says, well, I work really hard. Mm. But by whose definition? By Michael Phelps's definition? or by a fitness swimmer definition and nothing against mm. fitness swimmers. I'm a fitness swimmer now. That's all I do. Um, you know, so it's, it's exactly what you say. We don't know the background of the person. We don't know. Um, we don't have enough information. Um, I like to say that we are the antithesis of the article that comes out and says five steps to a perfect freestyle mm. for who? I mean, this whole thing is a search for an individual to find out and to try different things and to vary, um, you know, vary what they do. Um, you know, it's I, I will get people that write uh, based on videos that I will post 
and they'll say, well, if this swimmer only did this, they'd be better. Mm. And to, you know, I think the biggest one would be like Margaret Holcher putting her thumb in first on backstroke. And so if I post that, I post it on purpose to get a reaction. Mm. And everybody says, well, she should fix that. Well, mm. she swam for David Marsh. Mm. And pretty sure that if David saw it and went to fix it and it didn't work, he would say, okay, mm-hmm. it doesn't look right to me. But, and that's what Mar- Margaret said. She said, we've tried to fix it. It doesn't work for me. Mm. And the feeling is that these athletes that we sh- that have shared their techniques with us, that we share, if people don't think that they have a much more vested interest in how they swim and to have tried everything possible, they're trying to win the Olympic Games. They're trying to break world records. They are looking mm-hmm. for every detail possible. And to assume that Eddie Reese didn't tell Aaron Pearsall to try this, or that David Marsh didn't tell Dave Denniston to try this, is, in, in my opinion, and I, I hope I don't offend people, but I think it's egotistical. Mm-hmm. I think that, I think that you know, we're, we're, we're looking from the outside and not understanding the process and the commitment that these athletes have made to the point that then they share this with us and we should be thankful and say, well, there's an option I never thought of before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, you're right, and, and I think that's what we're all doing right now with uh, David Popovich, right? He's like the, the flavor of the month, and it's all like, yeah. well, everybody needs to be skinny now. And I'm like, well, I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's the answer completely, but right. it's working for him, and he's doing some magic with it for sure. And there are things to learn and maybe some things to take away, but uh, it's not to say that we all need to swim freestyle and look like him now. That's, that's not the solution, you know? Isn't that the beauty of the sport, though? Isn't that it? I mean, every day I teach someone in the backyard. I've got an endless pool in my backyard. I go from here, I walk out back there, and I teach triathletes. I work with the USA Triathlon's uh, Paralympic team. And so everybody that gets here is different. Everybody has a different issue. Everybody has a different goal. And it's it's just an, it's the most interesting job, in my opinion, because every day it's something new. And mm-hmm. you're trying to help that person to find that flow and that feel and it's Mm. just and you have to be very humble as a as a teacher in that if you tell someone or ask somebody to do something and it looks horrible you gotta be honest say yeah that was a bad idea we'll never do that again yeah and you know so that's what i love what i love about your platform is there you're you're capturing the uniqueness of the athlete for sure but what you're also doing which i think is the real takeaway too is you're you're capturing the similarities in terms of what uh, a lot of the best swimmers in the world are doing. So there are those things as well. It's not to say that hey, just everyone's got to swim that way or that way, and everybody you know, there's a hundred thousand different styles. The, there are there are uniquenesses, but there's also ways to swim that are very effective, right? And you're capturing those, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I, I mean, there's such a wide range of of techniques, and to the point that the you know, the way that the system works is that a coach can go on and say, okay, I want to see a freestyle of an Olympian breathing. Mm-hmm. And then they get presented with all the videos of the, the Olympians uh, that we've tagged for breathing freestyle. And so they get to look through those and say, okay, this is the one I agree with. I'm going to go ahead and share this with my swimmers so that they can have a visual so that when we get to practice, we can talk about it. Um, along those points, the Zoom that I did today um, – featured Bruno and um, um, James Guy. Mm-hmm. 
you couldn't get two different styles for breathing than Bruno Fratus and James Guy. Mm. Bruno has the latest breath in the history of mankind, mm. but it is the fastest breath ever. So he is in the unbalanced breathing position for a shorter period of time than anybody I've ever seen. James Guy turns his head before his left arm even finished. I mean, he's way out front, and his head's already turned. And what we saw today on the Zoom was that he looks at his left catch. Like on every stroke, he's looking at his catch. And and I can, you know, you can almost see in his head, he's like, okay, that's a good one. I like that. That's mm -hmm. a good one. So it's like mm -hmm. an analysis on the way to breathing. Mm -hmm. And But both, again, they don't swim the same race, but they're both really fast. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Swim Angelfish. Swim Angelfish is an online certification program that strengthens your teaching curriculum to serve swimmers of all abilities. Swim Angelfish will prepare you and your instructors with the skills to teach swimmers with autism, physical disabilities, anxiety, sensory and motor conditions, and more. Learn to teach skills faster and with more comfort with Swim Angelfish. Apply for an only alpha pool product scholarship and receive up to 50% off your certification. Go to swimangelfish.com today to apply. We individualize training in the pool, so why not individualize your nutrition? Erica Biney of Biney Wellness Building will help you and your swimmers get exactly what each athlete needs through genetic testing and personalized nutrition plans. So stop guessing what you should and shouldn't be putting into your body. Athletes within a few weeks have noticed they're recovering faster because they're fueling their body with what they need and staying away from what their body hates. Erica understands swimming. She gets it. She's worked with over 20 Olympians, including the fastest man in the world, Caleb Dressel. Group discounts are available. So go to Biney Wellness Building and get in touch with Erica today. That's Biney, B-E-I-N-E, wellnessbuilding.net. How has what you've done evolved over the last 20 years? You said you started 20 years ago. I'm sure the technology is completely different these days. How how good is it in terms of what you can do with the technology now? It really has been commoditized. You know, when I started the business, I was buying big cameras and big cases and trying to figure out how do I push these big things underwater chasing Jason Lezak. Um, you know, with some fins on. I basically had nose clips and and uh, and fins and just carrying the camera um, to the point that it evolved to the GoPros are so good anymore that that, that that's really all you need from uh, underwater filming standpoint to the best tool that anyone has now is their phone. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, so the technology, there's no secret anymore. There's no how do I get underwater video? How do I get uh, how do I get video that's that's functional? Um, I put this phone underwater every day. In fact, what I do to film my swimmers is I actually take the case off because I don't want the case to get wet, and I stick the iPhone underwater every day. And so this is the third one. I did it with the iPhone 11, 12. This is the 13. The 14 will come out next week. And so I've filmed thousands of videos just sticking the phone underwater. Um, and what that means is that I can, I can film them, I can show it to them right there, and then especially the new app that we've created, it'll automatically be shared with them. So um, 
the feedback loop is so much quicker now that you don't have to buy anything special. And again, I know there's companies out there that have put a lot of work and a lot of money into live underwater video, uh, and uh, I commend them for what they've done. Um, what we try to do is think about the, the everyday swimmer, the parents in the stands, the job that a coach has to try to get splits and stroke rates and everything else at meets and talk to swimmers after every race and give the warm-ups. And it's, it's unbelievable what are, what are asked of typical coaches uh, to accomplish. And so uh, from a technology standpoint, we just went out and said, okay, what's the most common thing everybody has? And that's a phone. Okay, how do we make what we want to have work with the phone so that everybody can get the same information that the Olympians get? You know, yeah. the, the swim velocity and the stroke rate, and all that stuff, but get it immediately. You can be an eight-year-old kid and get it now. Yeah. So that's what we've tried to build, and that's what we did build. Wow. And, and, that, and, and the next part of the evolution of where you were in terms of just kind of video analysis to where you are today and the application that's coming out here, when are you launching this new application? Um, I'll be showing it for the first time this week at ASCA. We okay. should submit it tomorrow or Thursday. Okay. So a little scary time going on right now. A lot of work, a lot of late nights. Um, whole new website, uh, mm -hmm. a Mac app. Uh, so it's iOS, Android, iPad, Mac app, website. Um, it's been it's been wow. a huge lift, and wow. um, a great team of people. And from the technology side of it, all of my great relationships from the business standpoint, uh, my web developer and now the augmented reality uh, section of the app have all come from the same place. I've given lessons to either the brother or the son of the person that owns the company. <laughs> and so we get to be friends and then we expand on those relationships into more business oriented things. And that's awesome. basically how this came about. I love it. What do you mean by augmented reality? What are you doing there? So the, the new app allows you to film an athlete and by filming them with your phone, uh, initially what we're going to be doing is that it, it'll measure the pool it measures the 15 meter mark. It measures the um, the distance from the flags to the wall, and it gives you uh, it gives you this data. Now, initially, we're going to be launching that you have to interact with the screen. So every time when the swimmer starts, you press start. It's like a stopwatch. When they take a stroke, you press the stroke button, and uh, when they turn, you hit the turn button. Now, the augmented reality goes out and it says, "Okay, here's the 15 meter mark. Here's the the flags." Where was their breakout? And it starts to give you all this data from stroke rate, stroke length, this uh, uh, breakout point, breakout distance, turn time, uh, swim velocity, gives you all the splits, and then it gives you a score. So the score is going to be a combination of all of that data, and that score then goes out to the website and says, these are probably the most appropriate videos for you to be watching based on your score. So if we have a 10-year-old that goes 135 in a 100-yard freestyle, we're not mm. showing them Bruno. Mm. Okay? There's going to be there's going to be a lot of things they need to learn before they start watching Bruno. But everybody wants to watch Bruno because I mean he's he's great to watch. So you know, so it's it's technology that imagine a parent sitting in the stands. There are parents at every heat at every, of every meet filming their kids. Where does that video go? It, it maybe the kid watches it later, 
but now that can be uh, that can be used as performance data to the point that a coach sits on deck, not sits, stands, cheers, yells, uh, encourages, teaches. But then when they get to the office after the meet, all of the data is there. All of the data of those people that participated in the system. Uh, so all of the data that mom and dad are getting, it's not just going to go go away anymore. Well, now that coach has race stroke rates on their athletes so that they can take a tempo trainer or they can start to develop more things in practice that says, we're going to train the way you race. We're going to actually not guess as much, but we're going to have this data that then says, this is how we need to build these strokes, or this is how we can improve on what you do. So the way I'm picturing this is, like you said, the parent will be in the stand, they'll upload the video to the app, and then it'll get filed somewhere, and then the coach can then access that video. Is that correct? Well, it's it's even simpler than that. You actually film in the app. We've got little, okay. little marks that say keep your swimmer in this frame. Because okay. if you've ever watched a parent film a kid, if you've ever gotten video, the yeah. kid is always in the back third of the screen because the parent's trying to push them along to make them go faster. <laughs> and so we say, you know, keep them in the middle. And then uh, that, that data can be added in the app right there. Now, what we've really tried to do is make it seamless. So once the relationship between the coach and the swimmer has been established, okay, we're very big on data protection, data privacy, uh, especially we're, uh, this is all the stuff we have to deal with. COPA, MAP, GDRP, Safe Sport, and any other laws that are going to come out. So there's new laws for privacy and data privacy in California that we have to deal with. And so these relationships have to be set so that once a parent films that video, the coach automatically gets it. So the coach doesn't have to request it. The parent doesn't have to send it. All, we have to make everything as automated as possible. Mm. Every time you have somebody click a button or a require a button gets pressed, it it breaks the process a little bit. Right. So uh, again, once that that uh, relationship has been set to the point that if a coach is at practice, pulls out their phone, films the swimmer in the app, adds some data or just uses the swimmer, that video is automatically shared back to the swimmer. So it's an open, very open relationship. If the swimmer's under 18, the parents are in included in all the messaging, that's MAP. Um, so we have to look at a lot of laws and everything that we can do to protect kids, mm. which also then protects uh, coaches. So coaches um, you know, have a lot of rules that they have to follow. And so we've tried to build a system, or we have built a system, we haven't tried we get bills from our privacy attorney making sure we're doing everything right um so we've built a system that will protect everybody but still leave a path towards sharing and and right. a, a very simple path to sharing right uh, what i was just thinking what do you what happens when a swimmer changes coaches in terms of the the, the shared information so the swimmer owns all the data the swimmer owns all the content Okay. OK, so if that swimmer leaves that group, that training group that the coach has created and goes to another training group, all of that goes with them. OK, got it. Got it. Nice. <coughs> I like it. So this yeah. is all going to be under the Go Swim banner, right? So if you're already a member of Go Swim next week or two weeks or if you have the app, you're just going to open it up and it's all going to be different. It's the same price that we've charged for the last uh, the subscription site is 11 years old. And so when I show this to coaches, 
they the first thing they say is how much is this going to cost and yeah. i said are you a subscriber and they say you know some say yes some say no they say if it's yes nothing changes this is oh. what we have to do from a business standpoint to to meet our mission and our mission is to um, help people on their path to becoming better swimmers and so we want to make it affordable um it's you know it is what it is it's 100 bucks a year for an athlete it's 125 dollars a year for a swimmer or for a coach um so we have to there's got to be some money that changes hands but with yeah. that comes all the privacy protection and, and and then access to all of the content that we've ever done and um the ability for coaches to share that content on a pre-teaching basis with their swimmers um plus now everybody's kind of together on this understanding data uh, you know, mm. where should my breakout be? A coach can, I mean, this is the greatest thing. A coach can at any practice pull out their phone, film the swimmer and send it to them. And then the kid realizes that they're breaking out at the three and a half meter mark on every breakout, <laughs> like before the flags. So you don't even have to say anything as a coach, just send it to them. And they're gonna be like, oh, now I'm totally embarrassed. Um, we hope so. We hope they see it that that clearly. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we try to do from the educational standpoint: is why should this be better? Uh, right. Was, and then, how far up? How far up do you want to go with this? Is this something that you want to be used at all levels? I mean, you've got you've got some pretty good connections at, in, in college yeah. these days. <laughs> some yeah. really good colleges. So it's like, do you want the you know the Bob Bowmans and the ASUs to be using this type of technology with their college athletes? So what I can tell you is that um, my my toughest critic right. is is Rachel, mm -hmm. all right. And so uh, I have a lot of ideas in my head, and it, she's the first one to tell me if they're bad ideas. Mm -hmm. She likes this one. She's right. she's they're totally in. Uh, Herbie loves it. Rachel loves it. Uh, Bob's been gone most of the summer. I haven't. We used it at all the summer camps, so everybody was filmed with the app in the summer camps. Everybody got the data. Um, so I haven't had a chance to sit down with Bob and really show him, um, but he will like what he gets. I, he's not a user, I wouldn't say. He's not going to be sitting there with his phone, but uh, but Herbie and Logan and and uh, and Derek and Rachel will be will be filming, uh, and and then adding adding all that stuff in. So he'll he'll like to be able to see it. Uh, but they're they're in. I've had some meetings with quite a few college teams. Um, that are very excited about it. Uh, so we're, we're looking forward. I'm gonna do some traveling after ASCA. I'm gonna go uh, actually visit some teams and show them, um, show them how to use it. And right. then, um, you know, and then we'll just go from there. But absolutely, we, you know, this is one of those things that, yes, I did pull down David Popovich, uh, 100 mm -hmm. freestyle. Right. I did uh, analyze it in the app. And did see uh, one of the things that we have to uh, polish up on is we don't have reaction time in. So it's great for practice, but we've got to add reaction time in, which is one of those things that we're going to be adding in because his reaction time got averaged into the swim velocity for the whole swim. Mm. So it, it's going to continue to get better. But right now, from, from the normal people in the sport, this is going to be 99% better than anything that you've gotten. And it'll be very close to what you see the Olympians get, um, yeah. you know. So what USA Swimming gives, and uh, and what FINA gives to the the top athletes in the world. So now everybody's going to have the same stuff. 
you say all the top athletes in the world is this is this something that anybody can access anywhere in the world yeah well the uh we're go swim is probably at least minimum 50 percent international of our wow. subscribers okay um we are working closely with a couple different federations on the educational side of things um because everybody is starting to build up their coach education platforms we work with usa swimming on that um because we have such a such a large library of you know for lack of better terms i mean the, the techniques in there again aren't necessarily my opinion uh they are what they are and so usa swimming now has access to some of that to say okay we're going to use these videos in our teaching platform um and so we do have a good relationship with usa swimming and we they have not seen this yet either so mm. we're excited we're excited to show them as well so you're doing a big reveal here in vegas huh yeah I like yeah. it. I like that a lot. What is the what is the catalog? What's the full library of content you have? Have you have you put a number on it? There's over three thousand. There's over three thousand videos that I've created over the last 20, 21 years now, wow. and um, and so and everything when we built the subscription site, everything is tagged. Everything is tagged with um, uh, the stroke, the level uh, of the athlete, and so if you have to be an Olympian to be in level five. So if you pick level five, all the all the athletes in there are Olympians. Level four, you get national team members. All the way down to level one, which is uh, little kids beginning swimming. A lot of what's called Steve Hoffler content, um, which you can go in, and it is such a staged progressionary system. You can teach anybody how to swim uh, because he is one of the most amazing teachers, and we have nine different series with him. Um, and I have learned so much from him again, as a student of teaching, um, and, and as a teacher myself in the backyard, the more ideas I see, the better chance there is that I will have an answer for the person that's in the pool. Um, so, so I've learned so much by creating this content, um, that it's, it's, it's fun. I never know what's going to pop into my head when I'm working with somebody, but it'll go from anywhere from like a Bruno to a Steve Hoffler, a little kid floating in the pool. Mm. Um, so it's a it's a huge range of content. I love it. I love it. Uh, just quickly before we go, what what are the advantages you see to having kind of an endless pool in the back in the backyard? Like what 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 do you use the endless pool for primarily? Is it is it just to be able to have the athlete like right there and then and give them immediate feedback instead of having to run up and down the pool? Is that the difference? <laughs> We, <laughs> now that we talked about already today how old I am, it does allow me to stand in one spot while they do the work. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> so, so there is that advantage to that. Yeah. But the reality is, is that it really becomes a research, uh, uh, kind of a research vessel. Mm. So uh, USA Triathlon Project Podium, I've worked with them for the past three years. Uh, Kevin McDowell, who won a silver medal at the Olympics in Tokyo, uh, comes here frequently. And so... What you can imagine is that when you swim, if you're trying to change technique, um, you're guessing whether or not that worked. Maybe at the right. end of the length, you're, you can check a heart rate or something like that. Right. So this is just pure swimming in the backyard. So what I can do is I can say, okay, what? how fast do you want to swim? What is your goal rate? What is your goal speed, actually? Mm. And so through the use of tempo trainers, through the use of, of uh, variations in technique, um, you can change parameters on somebody to see whether or not they go faster or they go slower almost immediately. Okay. Mm. 
is this, is the, are these changes in technique functional? Um, to the point that a lot of the triathletes, we will take and maybe increase their stroke rate a little bit to lessen the amount of force production that is put on each stroke so that it becomes more of a rolling stroke. And then we look at the heart rate and say, have we made them more efficient at the speed that they're swimming at? Right. Because they might, they don't need top speed. They need speed with, uh, with some flow to it because as soon as they finish, you know, it's like I say to the competitive swimmers that come here, when you finish your race, if you can climb out of the pool, you didn't go fast enough. Mm -hmm. Now, again, I was always able to climb out of the pool. So I'm, you know, I didn't go fast enough either. You swim in Alabama too, so. <laughs> I, I, I told somebody there's no way I'm getting through this without an Alabama thing. I have to throw <laughs> something in there. Come on. But I mean, the, I mean, look at you. The thing is, is that this is you have been always been one of the most gracious, kindest people. You know, when we were on our trip, you know, we we for those of for the people that don't know, we took 16 months in an RV, traveled around the United States, visited yeah. 85 teams, filmed 10,000 lengths of video and did evaluations on every one of them. And Brett invited us to Auburn. And so for an Auburn swimmer and coach to invite an Alabama guy to come <laughs> in and spend a few days was just, it really meant a lot to me. And I know it meant a lot to Rachel. And it was, it was just, that's what the sport's about. Yeah. You know? Well, Listen, man, we're, we're a swimming family first, yeah. right? Like across the world, there's no nations, there's no right. cultures, there's no, we're people, you know, we're just right. human and, and we're trying to do, and we love the sport. And at the end of the day, yeah, we fly our flag, right? And we wear our colors yeah. and, but we're, um, we're, we're really stewards, uh, stewards of the sport, right? Like we want to give back. And that's why I do this podcast. I love bringing on a range of different people and say like, let me tell your story because your story is unique. And let me tell your story because you're unique. And so um, that's what it is, man. And uh, look, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't get in an RV and travel the country. I didn't have the guts to do that. And I thought it was uh, impressive. So, um, you know, you guys did it and and yeah. and it was amazing. So uh, what a journey. And then yeah. what you're doing here with your business with Go Swim, like, look, uh, you know, I, anything I can do to help, um, I'm, I'm here for it. So... I think that's what we need to do is we need to support each other and stop looking yeah. at, you know, what, what we can get out of it individually and say, yeah. what can we do collectively for the sport to get to, to make it better, you know, and um, to get more eyes on it, you know? So. And like I said, that's why this clock is here right there because mm -hmm. our good friend, Nate, right here, yeah. the yeah. personal pace clock. Okay. I use that thing all the time out, out at the, uh, out at the endless pool. And so uh, he, he is such a great guy, a swim nerds, you know, the best pace clocks out there. So yep. I wanted to put this in there because I know that he's involved with you. And, and yep. I wanted, uh, I, I just wanted to make sure, like, it's one of those things we all kind of have to stick together on certain things. Yeah, so, we do. Yeah, we do. We do. And uh, well, listen, you got a huge uh, launch coming. Yeah. Uh, it is go swim dot what? Dot TV as in television. So, swim.tv, you can find yeah. it there. You get all the information that you need. Um, and then, in, in terms of the app, you just go to the app store as well. Yep. Go to the app store. Uh, so, even if you, if you bought it today, if you signed up for it today, um, in fact, the price in the app store right now is $79.99. Mm -hmm. When we do launch, we'll go to $99.99. We're just having the same price everywhere because we've got a couple different prices. So we're trying to simplify things. So if you were to get it 
in the next week to two weeks before it updates, then you save 20% because it, all you got to do is open the app up when we, when it gets approved by the app store and it'll just be a new app in your phone. Okay, so beautiful. I guess you could say it's a pre-launch sale, even though we didn't really plan it like that, but. Well, I need to get this podcast out then. You just put pressure on Nate to get this thing out. So. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, listen, I'll be I'll be in Vegas in a couple okay. of days. I'll see you out there. We'll hang out and catch up. And uh, appreciate you doing this, mate. Good stuff. And good luck with the app, right? Thanks a lot, Brett. I really appreciate it. Have a great Thanks, day. Man. Take All care. Right. Destro Swim Towers. Gain strength in the water with a tower of power. Save $150 a double swim tower by using code BRETT, B-R-E-T-T, at checkout. Destromachines.com. Vasa has been the go-to training tool outside of the pool for over 30 years. Vasa's products are ideal for developing power and proper technique in your swimmer's catch. Add a few Vasa trainers to your pool deck and it's like adding an extra lane to your swimming pool. Go to vasatrainer.com, use code BRETT at checkout, and get 10% off anything from Vasa.